This is Sarah. And this is Tina. Two Jesus-loving women. On a mission to bring light into this dark world. Hello and welcome to Fearless Fridays. Yeah, girl. We are hot and heavy, right in it. We're going to get right to the point because this is going to be a quick episode. And this is coming from a parent and someone who has parented numerous children, not birthed. I haven't birthed, but dang, my parents, my siblings, somebody else's child. Now I get to parent my old baby self and my two fur babes. So I do have experience in this. Yes, we both have experienced different different areas. Yes. But, and so we want to share this with you because I have something that's heavy on my heart. I am working with youth. I'm around youth. You're around youth. I have a child who is now a teenager, a couple other teenagers. And I just see in this world today that, you know, as it says, what, what's our topic? Why are you so soft, bro? We be soft. We are softer than baby doo-doo up in here. <laughs> Nobody has resilience anymore. Nobody knows how to stand firm and strong. Everybody just runs away and is just basically your crybabies up in here. And, and here's the thing. This is why we are so focused on being friends with our children because whatever happened in our past, and I'm speaking from experience, know that everything I say in this episode is from a place of experience, not a place from, I'm pointing my finger at you. No, really, it's all from a place of love. Back at me. Yes. It's from a place of love, but it's from a place of experience. And I feel like as a parent, I need to give it to you kind of straight on because we are not here to be their friend yet. We are here to be their parent, to teach them and train them up in the way that they should go for when they go out into the world, they will not depart from it. And what are we teaching them? You're not opening the handbook, you're opening up social media and that's what they're learning. And so we're constantly trying to keep up with the Joneses of parenting instead of looking in scripture and then being completely lost in the whole process. Right. Um, so we have because we're always going to relate everything we say back to the Bible. So Proverbs 22 uh, verse 16 is a great um, depiction of what we are talking about today. Tina. And we're taking it out of the message because I feel like that is the clearest kind of verbiage to utilize. So Proverbs 22 6 says, point your kids in the right direction. When they're old, they won't be lost. So what does that mean? When you're a child, whoever, you think like a child, you act like a child. Yeah. You don't know any better. Like you don't know that the stove is hot. So don't put your hand on it. You don't know that you need to look both ways to cross the street. You hopefully some, your guardian, your parent has taught you those kind of things. Those very basic things when you, um, are growing into from a baby to a child to then an adult. But there are so many adults walking around as adult children, like our bodies grow, but that doesn't mean our mind has grown, that our mindset. I mean, I know many people who are in their 60s, 40s, 30s that are still children. And I, I think my own experience, what I've learned is if we don't heal, if we don't go to prayer and ask God to heal us and strengthen us, we are going to lay it onto our children. If we didn't have whatever, like lots of, if we were kind of, let's just say the kid who didn't have a lot, 
We are then in turn buying everything for our child because we are not healed. So we're going forward, treating our child like it's our friend, like they are our friend and giving them everything we did not. And so there's lines with that. Like there's a fine line. Like, yes, you want your child to have what you didn't have. Like you want to do what the best that you possibly can with. Um, and if you have more resources than your, your parents had for you, of course you want to give that to your child, but you don't want to sugarcoat them and put them in this bubble their entire life and give them everything that they want and everything like the yes parent, like, yes, you can do yes. And yes, you can do that. Like at some point, the world one day is going to tell them no. And better that they learn it from their parent that in their own home first, before they go out into the world and realize that the world isn't always going to say yes. Like you will have no for opportunities. You won't be picked for that job. You won't be picked for that team. Like there are going to be times where the answer is going to be no. And if they are always told yes, and that's all they know, they're going to come running back to their parent and be like, why didn't you equip me for this? And I hope to God, like if you're not a parent yet, or if you are one and you are this parent, um, this is your chance to turn it around. Um, go ahead. I, I just, I see so many times, so many experiences where parents are watching their child lie to their face and they're just kind of like grazing over like, oh, it's not a big deal. It was just this, or it was just a game or it was just whatever. But you let it, what they do in the small things, they're going to do in the big things. So even though it might seem annoying and tedious to call them out on something simple as lying in a game, but they're lying point blank. So they're not getting away with it in their home and this board game and there's no repercussions. Then they go and lie on a test and they go cheat and then their teacher goes and puts them into detention and they end up getting an F and they come back to you and they're like crying about it. And let's say that you're the parent who throws a hissy fit to the teacher and- And there's a lot of that. I have, I know teachers and there's a lot of parents throwing hissy fits over stuff exactly like this. And at the end of the day, the teacher is not the parent. The teacher is there to guide and help and lead in an educational system that is handed to them by the state, by the corporation. And they have, have to be consistent with every kid. They can't give your child special favor because you call up and yell at them. And that seems to be what's what's happening. So just... Yeah. Um. So when your kid... Let's just say you're... A, uh, a parent of ch like babies, right? And they're crying, they're not listening. Um, toddlers, like they want to eat. Um, All candy. Yeah, candy for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Donuts. Yeah, and you just give them all of that. And this is very much on the extreme. Uh, so but not really. It is extreme, but it's not because the way that you teach your child how to eat is how they're gonna eat. The way you teach your child how to treat others is how they're gonna treat others. And if you not start acting the way that they do and doing the things that they're doing because they were born with this knowing. No. They're watching their leaders in their house learning how to be in this world. Yeah. All, all day long, you could tell your kid, no, we're not having candy for dinner. No, we're not eating these donuts for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. But if you give them carrots and kale, but you're eating that, monkey see, monkey do. That is like... But way back to the basics, like way back, like old school monkey see, monkey do. What you, how you are living, how you are acting, how you treat other people, 
kids are sponges. They are they are absorbing everything that they see, everything that they're around. Mm -hmm. So as whoever you associate yourself with, I, I hope and pray that it's people that are righteous meaning like they are following Jesus or they have some kind of moral code that they're living by and they're not just like I can do whatever I want nothing phases me um that they know right from wrong in the terms of like no we're we're not going to yell at these people because we didn't get our way like they see how you treat other people and then in turn the child is going to go and talk to their friends that way as well through school, through sports. I mean, we are the parent, like you are the big example. It mm -hmm. starts in the home. And if you're giving them an iPad and if you're giving them your cell phone to shut them up, then just by default, the world is teaching them that. And all of the junk on there nowadays, it's scary. And if you're Explicit. being, if you're telling your kid not to be on their phone and then you're sitting there staring at a screen, like you're equally, you're showing them how to be. And so I feel like that's really important to kind of reiterate. And another thing I wanted to bring up that my mother-in-law told me about that I literally had no idea. I'm sure everyone knows about the helicopter parent. The parent is like a helicopter and they like, you know, watch over their kids and make sure they're fine and make sure they're safe and, you know, tell everyone the way that they, you know, the way that the kids need to go and stuff like that. Tell their, like, their um, parent, the teachers, sorry, excuse me. There was a dog in here distracting us. Um, the teachers, how like their their kids need to behave. So then now what's happening, a helicopter parent is out the window, out the door. Now we have lawnmower parents. They are moving everything out of the way so that their kids, and their kids have no idea. So their kids can just walk on a nice paved grass like not have to do anything because their parents took care of everything for them. And why that is bad is because if the kids don't know, the kids don't even realize that there's difficulties, that there's challenges that they're going to come upon. They don't even know it's out there because so then, their parents are clearing it out for them. Right. So then when they leave your household and they go into the real world, hopefully they move out because I I know for dang sure you couldn't pay me enough money to live with my parents. You, okay. But if you're... Hopefully they move out. It and seems to be what's happening now, though. Oh goodness gracious! Right? So many people. So many adults are living. Yeah, adults, right? Air quotes. Air quotes are living with their parents, and I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. Like, if you're saving money and you're going, like, you're doing all the things, or you're taking care of a it's parent. Circumstantial, but if you are just full blown, like, have a have a job, can support yourself, but if you, you have just, a car that can, that is more expensive than a house, you can be in an apartment anyways digressing or maybe yeah this or if you're taking care of your like there's so many different circumstances but if you are that 40 year old to. living in your mama's basement because you just don't want to pursue anything better for yourself i'd be praying for you <laughs> so anyways <laughs> we digressed a little but that is important because that's what's going to happen if you're babying your child if you keep babying them mowing like getting everything out of the way, they're going to be a 40-year-old adult living with you and living off of you. Yeah, teach your kids how to wash the dishes. Teach your kids how to do laundry. Teach your kids how to take care of themselves, all of these tasks, how to cook, how to clean, how to take care of something, responsibilities, yep. how to, um, like, with money. Like, yep. it starts, like... <sighs> 
you're not handed anything in life and when you come out when you come into this world your parents as a parent you take care of them like they need that babies cannot do anything for themselves but then they grow up and they start to want to do things on their own but if you're consistently coddling them and giving them all that they ever want and not necessarily the things that they need, which is mm -hmm. discipline, which is no, which is no, we're not going to eat this candy bar before we have dinner. No, you're not going to the movies with X, Y, and Z. And maybe because you know that they're bad influences. So you're protecting your kid from going down the wrong way. And instead of saying yes, just to please your kid at the moment, you were doing them a favor, a service rather than a disservice in hindsight to be able to see and like, that they are were around the wrong crowd or, you know, whatever may have you. There's so many different circumstances and reason. And sometimes the answer is no, because you are the parent and that's the final straw. And today I feel like we're almost afraid of our own kids, yeah. which is really sad. Yep. And, you know, going back to like, you have to teach your kid how to, you know, do the laundry, cook meals, put dishes away. Like it is an actual thing. You have to sit there with them and teach them how to do it. And I'm, we've kind of, adapted into like Nate kind of my husband was kind of doing everything for the kids because of extenuating circumstances. It's a whole nother podcast. And so then they like, they didn't know how to put the dishes away or they didn't know how to do laundry or they didn't know whatever. And I'm like, well now we teach them. And as we're teaching them, we're explaining to them, we're teaching you how to do this so that you can do it yourself when you go out into the world because we're raising adults. And then also it gives us the opportunity to have other time to do other things. If you can do these things, if you're free, if you're available, you don't need to be sitting in front of a screen for four hours. But what you do need to be doing is helping out around the house. And it sounds tedious. It sounds annoying. But these trainings, these teachings are raising adults. And right now, what I'm seeing in this world is not parents raising adults. I'm seeing parents raising children. Because the parents are just grown children. Like our bodies just grew, but we're still children. Like <sighs> wisdom does not come from how old you are. It comes from you know, learning from your experiences and learning from other people's experiences and taking that with a grain of salt and realizing that like you don't know everything you don't know what you don't know until you know and you get to do better like hopefully when you do make an, a mistake you learn from it so you don't continuously make the same mistake so parents were none of us are perfect nobody's perfect but if you learn like i had the best examples like i'm speaking for myself of Parents of what not to do. Like I learned not, how to not treat money. I learned how, what kind of relationships not to be in. I learned how to not talk to, um, like we were just big yellers. Like I learned different, like mm -hmm. I saw what not to do, like mm -hmm. the perfect examples of what not to do. Mm -hmm. And so now I can learn from that. So I don't recreate that in my own family when that, when the time does come, if, and when that does. Yep. Uh, and that's, and that's interesting you say that because uh, one thing I'm grateful for, like my father wasn't like affectionate and loving and huggy, but he did teach me how to manage money. And now it served me well in this world. But in that I have gotten therapy or healing or whatever you want to call it to be able to learn to be loving and, you know, maybe more affectionate with the people around me because I was a very, not because of my dad, but because of the house I was living in, I wasn't 
shown the examples that you physical had. touch, right? Like good physical touch. And so the examples I had were not great. So I, I take what I did learn finances, which is very important because that's the one thing people argue about in relationships is finances. So thank God that like, I at least am stable in that. But the other area I'm not so stable in, I had to get therapy in to help heal. And now, you know, that's a whole nother thing. Now it's, it's definitely a lot better. So I'm sharing that with you because our parents, our parents, us as young adults, older adults, um, are, we're an example to us. And I, I promise you this, I need to say this. I need to stop for a minute and tell you, your children will love you if they dis if you discipline them, yeah. they will love you. The younger you start, the easier it will be for you because trying to discipline a 17 year old is very different than, than disciplining a 12 year old. But if we don't discipline this 12 year old now or three gets, or two, like, I mean, I'm using my situation yeah. for an example. When Let's he gets start. to 17, we're going to have some big issues. And another thing, too, is when you bring your children up in the Lord, the greatest handbook, the book, the Bible, we'll go to another verse right now. When you bring them up in the ways of the Lord, it will be so much simpler to know. Like, like my husband and I will be like, okay, what does scripture say about this? Well, what does scripture say about this? Okay, but what Tina's just saying is what her and her husband do. So many people don't even know who God is and they don't even know that there is a God to have a personal relationship with and that they can go to scripture to have this guidebook and this help of how to upbring our children the next generation because someday that they will, they will be adults and they will be having their own kids. And if we don't teach them young, I mean, you can see what's going on in the world today. I mean, everybody is lost. Everybody has no clue what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And and let me. this is all coming from a place of love. Like my parents, Tina's parents, your parents, you as a parent, you're doing the best with what you know how. And now that you know that there is a book on how to raise your children and how to bring them up righteously in this fallen, broken world, this is your opportunity to learn more and do better than what you had learned previously or that you didn't know because now you know. Mm -hmm. uh, the next scripture that we're going into is Proverbs twenty two fifteen, and it says, young people are prone to foolishness and fads. The cure comes through tough-minded discipline. So having a tough, tough, toughness to yourself, like thick skin, like just because something, somebody says something about you does not define who you are. Like whose we are is a child of God. We are created perfectly and wonderfully in his image. So if your child comes home and they're getting bullied, hopefully they can stand firm and you can reiterate to them whose they are, who they are in Christ. They stand firm in that foundation. But if you don't know who you are, then your child doesn't know who they mm -hmm. are. Then they're believing what these bullies are telling them in school. So it's the ge generations before us and the generations we're living in right now don't know who God is. And that is why we are doing what we're doing is making a way for young, old, everybody to know who God is and that he's for you, that he loves you, that you are here for such a time and purpose as this. And when you realize and you understand that you are loved more than you words can possibly describe by the create creator of all creations. He knew and created a plan for you before you were even in your mother's womb. So before your mom met your dad, got pregnant, did the whole spiel to have you here, 
God saw the entire earth and what it was going through and said, I'm going to put Bobby in this world at this time to solve this problem. And we have so many problems in the world today because everybody's walking around not knowing why they're here. And you will continue to walk around with other people and spend time with people who also don't know why they're here until you sit back and have a wilderness season, if you will, and let God show you your gifts, your talents, and have him he like have him disciple you and why you're here because you're called to be here for a purpose you know and another thing I just thought of when you were talking is I have a friend who she's a grown adult she's 40s whatever and she told me the story about how her parent her mom actually did her a disservice because her mom just did everything for her her mom cleaned her room her mom took care of everything her mom didn't discipline her her mom was always there if she needed anything like go get me this mom go get me that mom go get me that mom and she looks at it now as she's raising her daughter and she's like my mom didn't help me by doing everything for me. She actually hindered me. And so we think as we're building a friendship with our teenager that we're helping them and making things easier, but then they go into the world and they're like, mom, can you call in to work for me? Because I, I, I'm just too scared to call in to work. Like, no, I, I can't. I can't talk to your coach. You're a girl, you're a 15 year old, you're a 16 year old, you're a 17 year old. Go tell your coach. You're not going to be able to make it. Like, we need to stop babying our children. And now here's the thing. I understand being a parent is a very, it's tough. And it's, this is a sensitive topic. And I know some of you are going to hear this and think you don't know my situation. And you're right. I do not know your situation, but God knows your situation and he will be there for you and he will walk alongside you. And this is where it comes into what she was just saying. Like he wants the plans for your child. He wants the plans for you. And if you are teaching and giving them a foundation, not from a place of anger and like rotting them, like that's a little extreme, right? That's a whole nother thing. But like, if you are giving them instruction, the way the Lord from a lovingly perspective, but also a firm instruction, they're going to go out into the world and they're gonna be prepared. And that relationship that you built with your child they're going to come back to you and be like, hey, mom, how did you do this? I can't tell you how many times I called my mom after I had my child. Like, mom, how do I do this? Mom, how do I do this? Mom, how do I do this? Like, I didn't know how to do anything. I mean, I did, right? But the reason why I'm sharing that is because I know I don't know your situation. And I know some of this might be hard to hear. And that's okay. Growth happens in the unknown. If you knew, you would be doing it. So you're stepping into an unknown of maybe being a little more, I guess the word is strict, but I don't even know if that's the right word, with training your child. But it's protecting them in the future. Right. Present self needs to be thinking of what our future children, what our future relationship with them will look like. So when Tina was talking about her friend and how she says that her mom did everything for her, I'm sure in those moments when her friend was a teenager and a young, uh, like growing up, loved that her mom did everything for her, catered to her every want and need. But now as she's raising her own, she's like, wow, I wish my mom wouldn't have done that. So I'm sure her mom did all of that because maybe she didn't have that happen to her. Like there's so many extremes in both sides, but there is a fine line between 
you don't you, you are not that one day maybe you get to be your child's friend and that's when they become an adult and you know you're the grandma or what have you and you can have this adult adult relationship with your kid but you will forever and always be their parents so there should be a level of respect seniority in that mm -hmm. um and so yeah i think basically <laughs> you you don't want to be coddling your baby forever because one day they're not going to be a baby and if you do that too much what i've also seen is them just completely turning away and not wanting to have anything to do with you as well that has happened with people that i love dearly because there were they were just hovering and wanting to be a friend and eventually the kid's going to be like uh i'm not going to be a friend with a 40 year old i'm going to go hang out with my friends like even my son's father said you know jeffrey wants time to himself with his friends without you and i like in my heart i was like oh. like it hurt my heart but i'm like that's right he does he's a teenager now and so if if we can leave you with anything it's to be okay with the training of your child from a place of love, but also you're building a firm foundation for them. Yeah. You're teaching them how to go out into the world and it's only going to get tougher out there. Mm -hmm. It's only going to get tougher. And a lot of kids became soft the past four years. Ooh, generations and generations. Right. And we're just seeing that now come. Yes. And Yeah. And I'm sure the generations before us thought we are yeah, soft. Probably. Uh, we're living in a different world. There's so many different things. Uh, but what we're seeing in this time while we're all here on this planet um, in 2023 into 2024, uh, if we can do better, we should be doing better. And we, this like Tina and I have both said, it's coming from a place of love. You don't have to like us. I really could care less. Like the only person that I know who loves me and lo forever and always is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Everybody else is just everybody else. And the thing is, and the reason why we want to share this with you, which we've said this before and I'm reiterating it again, is I can't love the people around me enough for them to want to feel that they need to walk with Jesus and we're going to be in heaven together. They need to decide. You need to decide. Your kids need to decide. Do I want to spend eternity with my mom and my aunt and my uncle and my friends and my whatever? Like, they need to decide. And we, as Jesus followers, need to give this information out into the world so that you can decide and then you can share with your children and let them decide. Yes. But it starts with us. It starts with our hearts, what's in our hearts, and then prayer. And then we pray and pray and pray for our children and then pray some more. <laughs> you got anything else, girlfriend? No, I think that's it. That was that was hot. And I, again, I just want to reiterate, we do come from a place of love, but we also come from a place of firmness because somebody's got to be the one to tell people that they need to. And if we, we've just come to the point, if not us who, so yep. we're, we're totally fine <laughs> being so, that. Being the who. So don't be so soft, bro. <laughs> Until next time. Thanks so much for listening. Tune in every week for a new episode dropping every Fearless Friday. Please help us grow our show by sharing with a friend, subscribing, and leaving a five-star review. We love you. And are praying for you.